Hi guys, welcome back to our podcast, The Glass Jar. I know it's been like a few good solid weeks since we've recorded, but you know, life does get in the way. So welcome back. If you're new, I hope you stay. Um, I'm joined with my co-host, Maria. My name is Akila. And we have a very special guest, which we will introduce in our guest segment in a little bit. So how are you, Maria? Uh, I don't... Can we pause that question? <laughs> Do you know, I was, sitting okay, at the, I, was sit, I was sitting at the supper table, dinner table the other day. And then I was like, you know, to my parents, I'm like, I need to come up with like, an answer i need to actually write down an answer for two questions how am i and how is university like i need to give a pre-recorded or pre-written response because it would get emotional if i had to dive down into how i am so you know what that deserves a podcast all on its own so we can unpack the trauma the stress the anxiety everything all at once we've already done a university dilemma yeah we have maybe it's due for another one who knows? But enlighten us, Akila. How are you? How how's things? I'm I'm fantastic. I think I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm on holiday from university. It just seems like oh, everyone tells me it seems like you're always on holiday. But I think because I don't complain about anything, I just do it, get it done with, and then finish it. And then it's like okay, because I feel like people get tired of me when I complain. So then I just leave it. I'll complain to myself. And I'll probably complain to you, um, like on our podcasts. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I'm 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 pretty good. I have like nothing to complain about. Alhamdulillah. Thank you, Lord, for everything. Um, yeah, you know, everything's good on my side. I mean, um, I do find your rants about ice cream entertaining. Tell us, tell us about the gelato. Mm. I love gelato. It's like this new thing that I found. I go to like to get groceries like every day because my family is gigantic so I go like almost every day almost every second day just because we run out of stuff so quickly everybody's at home it feels like lockdown level five um at my house but I'm always going to the shop and there's this little station ice cream station gelato station at our spa and I buy I have to get an ice cream every single time I come out and there's so many different flavors I've tasted all of them and I do like a little rating thing like on my on my private Instagram and it's nice I love it so it's like my new little obsession and my sister's getting a bit tired of it she's like okay I'm tired of ice cream we can't get it all the time so I gotta like find something else now and there's a Krispy Kreme coming so maybe I can try every single donut because I'll be Wait, able to go there there's anyway. a Krispy Kreme coming to us like our area yes yes Wait. that's what I saw that's what my mother sent me oh wow yeah so I'm super stoked about that maybe you know We'll phase from gelato to to donuts. It'll be nice. Mm. You know, I actually wanted to speak about something. Right. I, like a funny thing that I did with my friends last night. I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit like on the toxic side. But I don't really think it is. It's just something. So I don't know if you watch Black Mirror. But I love Black mm. Mirror. I've and heard of it. It's like those dilemmas, right? Like crazy dilemmas. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And it's like all like technologically advancements and things like that, technological advancements. So anyway, one episode is called Nosedive. It's like episode one, season three, I think. And you give people ratings, like everywhere, everywhere you go, you come in contact with people. So you have to rate them like five star, four star, whatever, depending on your personal interaction with them. So last night I took it upon myself to rate all of my friends and to, you know, tell them where they can 
you know, buck up on the friendship and where they can, you know, do a little bit more to me to get five stars. I didn't give anyone five stars because, you know, I'm not that generous. But they all are very stand-up friends. So I decided I'm going to rate you. <laughs> I'm going to rate you based on my personal experience. And I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you 3.5 stars. And I'll give reason for that, okay? Because okay. <laughs> you have... So all the good things... Like, I mean, we've never had like... I don't know, fight or like you've never been mean or nasty to me and you've helped me tremendously in like my life in general. So that's how you get like, you know, three full stars and then like a five star is just, you know, our friendship is so nice and, and wholesome and things. Um, but then you see you also have like areas where you can, you know, advance yourself. But that's like for you to think about, to think how can I be a better friend? How can I become five stars? How can I become like premium platinum friendship? Um, so yeah, I just thought it was like a fun thing and I really want to speak about it on the podcast. So yeah, you don't uh, have to do it because I'm if fragile. I, so. if, I, if I reply on time, does that like give me 1.5 more stars? Is that it? Is that yeah. it my replies? Yeah, maybe, maybe, like, maybe like it will give you like a half star. You go up to like four stars. But like it, it has to that. be consistent. You know, I'll the consistency that. has to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, I just thought it was like a fun thing. And yeah, everybody should write Black Mirror. It's, it's pretty cool. Not all episodes are good, but most of them are. So okay. yeah, I love that. Moving on to our on guest to speaker. Our... Yes. Am I introducing or are you introducing? You are introducing. Thank you. Okay, I will introduce. Okay, we have a lovely, fantastic, absolutely entertaining, beautiful guest speaker today. Her name is Sophia Ayub. And... She's so sweet and kind, and she interacts with the podcast, I think. And she, she listens to podcasts, and Moawiya approached her and said, do you want to be on our podcast? And she said, yes. So nice. I love that she agreed to be on our podcast. So welcome, Sophia. How are you? Hello. I'm good, thanks. And how are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I'm you did good. say you, you did say you, you're doing fabulously, Adia. So I shouldn't have asked again. But now you're making me blush, so I'm flushed. Hold on, let me just oh, see you. Take a moment. Take a moment. <laughs> the main character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you yeah. main character. I mean, you are the main character of our, of our <laughs> podcast today. Honestly. True, 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 true. Um. So, do you want to tell us, and I know you dread this question, just a yes. little bit about who you are. Just forget who I am. Teeny tiny Let's bit. Let's the random facts out for us, you know, the ones that okay, you Okay, okay, uh, random facts, let's go. Um, my name is Sophia. I am 19. My favorite color is red. I do not eat prawns, and I enjoy painting. Yes, I, I think that that's pretty much all there is to know about me. Okay. That's it. Fantastic. I like that it was nice to the point and now we know that your favorite color is red. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always think that it's so good to rather get people our age from our generation instead of like, I don't know, professionals. Not <laughs> not like taking a duke on professional, say, professional things. But I'm saying like it's better to get people who like you can relate to, you can easily communicate with and mm-hmm. people who have like mm-hmm. fresh ideas that we can all be like, you know what? Some sense is being brought forward to me. So, yes, our topic... Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
on the topic yeah. of professionalism, Akila, mm. in about five months, you are regarded as a professional. So um, don't even remind I, me. I I need to I need to start finding a new coach. Is that what you're saying? Never. I love this. I love this podcast. Like I'm never leaving this podcast. Okay. It's like I just love it. I love talking and I love being like a presenter or whatever. I think it's so fun. So right. no, you don't find yourself a new co-host. Our topic for today is toxic Indian culture. Yay! Um, Why and didn't just, we do a drum roll? We should have did a drum roll. I'll add. I'll right. add the drum roll. Don't worry. Yes, I left space okay. for it. You see. Um, so um, let's just for the people, everybody who doesn't know any of us, we all are Indian, right? I'm Indian. Mom is Indian. Sophia, are you Indian? <laughs> yeah, I guess she's she's Indian because this is her topic. So <laughs> she has insight um, on this. So why don't you take it away for us? Introduce the topic. Tell us all your thoughts. Let it, you know, let it rip. Get the discussion rolling. Let it flow. Mm-hmm. Discussion, yeah, okay, okay. Well, you know Indians. Okay, we don't. don't. Like, everyone just okay, knows. okay, wait, wait, yeah, wait, wait. Indians. Wait, wait, wait. We know Indians. Please help our audience mm-hmm. understand Indians. Okay, uh, well... I think in terms of our culture, there are a lot of things that are detrimental to people's mental health and just their ability to live. Like, I think there's a lot of constraint in terms of the Indian way of thinking. So like the first uh, thing that I told you about was academics and education. In terms of that, Indian people have this, this idea in their minds that good marks equal success. And I think that's such a limiting way of thinking because good marks don't always equal success in terms of like, like you see, you get a bad mark for school or something. You take it home to your parents and they say, no, you're supposed to get an A. Like, I think you guys may uh, feel this if you have strict parents who care about your marks. So what happens is children are afraid to get bad marks and take those bad marks home. Right. But I think, Parents need to detach themselves from this way of thinking because in the workplace, you don't get a certificate at the end of the year that has an A plus on it. You, what will get you that promotion is showcasing valuable skills like time management, social skills, confidence, problem solving, not just getting a good mark. So I think parents need to start encouraging their kids to instead be like work more hard at their school work instead just try their best instead of just praising the end result that's the first the, the main thing i think a lot of people suffer with this in terms of mm-hmm. their family i agree Good idea, i definitely you? agree um so i i do agree with this and it is a, a stigma in our it, it's culture it's not even like anything else it's it's the culture where it is like so much of like pressure to like put upon kids in in school to to make them do so well that they become just burnt out by the time they you know finish high school or whatever and that definitely takes a toll on mental health which is even a bigger issue in our community and we can speak about these things because some of us have experienced it firsthand and we can see it even maybe if it didn't happen to us there's like friends and other family who've 
gone through these um, experiences with their families. And it's not easy. And I feel like it's better to speak about it because people need to know that it's not okay and these things are happening. And you need to have like active discussions with your family to be like, hey, um, this is wrong. I know like a few years ago, like from personal experience, I used to have a lot of pressure put on me um, when I was like growing up and in high school and things like that. And I absolutely hated high school. I'll never get over the fact that I hated high school so much. But my parents stopped putting pressure on me um, because I didn't want to do what I didn't find interesting. So then I dropped a few subjects and I picked up a few subjects that I actually liked. And it's paving me. That's like, I don't know, after high school, I became so much happier and I like found my true calling. I was like, wow, I love being creative and I love making things and creating things instead of, I don't know, I feel like maybe doing something academic wouldn't have been for me, even though mm-hmm. what I'm doing is academic. <laughs> but in, in a way, it's good when the, like, the pressure and the amount of like, yeah, just the pressure that parents put on their kids, um, when that's like taken away and it's like, listen, if you want to do something, do it and make sure that it makes you happy. Because my father always told me, well, from like grade 10, my father used to say, okay, just do what makes you happy because one day none of us are going to be here and you're going to be by yourself, not by yourself, but you're going to be here without the people who was telling you what to do. So who were telling you what to do? And yeah, I took heed from that. And yeah, that's where I am. Anyway. That's so true. That's so true. It's like Indian people, in terms of Indian families, everyone has an opinion on what you do with your life. So if you're doing some career that deviates from like the norm of an Indian kid, then there's something wrong with you. And they'll make a comment and say, no, but you don't make a lot of money with that. Why are you doing that? Why you don't want to do engineering or something? Let's just make stupid comments like that. And you're just like, let me live my life. You're, you're not going to be here when I, like, like, in terms of your career and what you're going to do in your future, you're the one who's going to wake up and go to work every day. So make it something that you like, not just something that auntie, whoever is telling you to do, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of the time parents and other family members try to live vicariously through younger kids and like oh, try to force totally. their own like like their own yeah. like beliefs and things on those kids like I know I I know the looks that I get because I'm doing an art degree and it's like I, I I'm pretty happy with where I am and sometimes I don't know what I'm doing but it's better than mm-hmm. if I don't know if I listen to like the half a dozen people who have no like who weigh nothing in my life so I think at some point you have to just ignore it and accept that some people will always give you looks and always judge. And a lot of parents need to understand that people are always going to judge. People are always going to look. There's no way. Whatever you do, whatever you do, even if you go and you do that engineering or you go and you do that medicine or whatever, someone's going to look, someone's going to say something. You cannot escape it. It's there. It's inevitable. Totally. And I think through, like, like through forcing on um, academics and things like that, I feel like academics is, like, a very privileged thing, like, to be able to study, to be able to pick up things and learn things at an institute, a tertiary institute, is a very big privilege. 
Um, so maybe, you know, that's also where it comes from because parents work so hard to put you through school and put you through everything. Yeah, but then 100%. it's also, I know that they're trying to pave the future, but also my mental health is deteriorating. So <laughs> that's also a big thing. And I think we need to tap into mental health because that, I think a lot of mental health issues stem from academics, stem from university school pressure outside pressure internal pressure mm-hmm. you know just stress yeah. in general expectations yeah mm. i think what you were saying earlier um i like we understand how like the the society that our parents grew up in they didn't have these opportunities they didn't have access to education so they want us to take hold of these opportunities that we have but they're doing it the wrong way they should yeah, like I was saying earlier, they should encourage hard work, not just A's. Because at the end of the day, when you're going to work in the future, that's what's needed. You need to work hard, not just aim for high marks. So so here's the situation, right? I'm going to come from a different perspective. Can't always have mm-hmm. everyone agreeing on what we're discussing. Ooh. Okay. Absolutely. So, Drama. Okay, so I'm going to come from a different perspective in relation to what's going on in order to have mm-hmm. um, diversity in this conversation, considering yeah. I've been writing essays on diversity in, in an engineering mm-hmm. degree. Drama. You know, I'm just going to complain about that. I'm studying engineering, but <laughs> I write essays uh, on Black Panther. Cool. Oh, my goodness. Wait, I also wrote an essay on Black Panther. Oh, did you? No way. Yeah, I did. When? That's crazy. Last year. Oh, Mine was about Killmongu on his uh, villainous approach and how he encouraged like change to T'Challa. Oh, I don't think mom was that. But anyway, I'll send you my message. It's, kind, it's kind of like, like, you know how the Joker spikes feelings to Batman? Like he makes Batman yeah. Batman. Kind of like how yeah. Killmongu and uh, Black Panther makes Black Panther, oh, okay. Black Panther. Because... Uh, sorry to quickly diverse. Black Panther was like a circulated country. They had all this technology and kept uh. it away from Africa. And Killmonger's like, but people are dying. Africans are like racism, whatever, whatever. Use their technology to help the world. And they were like, actually, this ties into traditional culture because uh, Black Panther's reason was that traditionally and culturally, they were always kept hidden away from the world. And just because he's the new king, why must he change? Why can't he follow his parents' tradition, even though it was wrong. So something to think about. Anyways, yeah. I'm opposing. Not opposing, just coming from a different perspective. The thing I is, like that. Right, um, we say that our parents and our like grandparents and stuff might not have had the education that we have today and that we, I mean, I appreciate, if I can speak for everyone, but I'm sure that we appreciate what our parents do for us and pave a way for education. They work in order to give us an education. However, the problem lies with communication. And it's easier said than done. It's easy, it's, it's, it's hard to go to an Indian person. And this is due to culture, right? It's hard to go to them and like actually have a conversation with anyone older than you. It's, it's always been a problem. You, you are always seen as inferior. And that's not the case mm-hmm. because as I'm getting older, I'm just realizing that like, wow, like 
when I was probably 16 I, and I had to look at someone that's 20 and I'd be like, yo, damn, that person's old. That person's mature. They like probably have their life together. And I'm sitting at 20 almost. And I'm just like, hmm. So this is life, eh? This is what's going on. What am I doing? Like, as I get older, I just realized that nobody knows what they're doing. We're just like going with the flow. So age and like inferior superiority needs to like calm down in an Indian culture because <laughs> this is the thing. Your parents are paying for your education, right? They, they're going through all that hassle, but now they're going through so much to put you through something that you don't like because they like it. Like, am I making sense here? They're paying for something that they want for you, but you don't want it. So in essence, they're wasting mm-hmm. their time. They're wasting their money. And it's not you as the person that's losing. I mean, you, your mental health and stuff may be deteriorating. But at the end of the day, also, the ultimate goal is the adults in the situation also losing because they're wasting their time. Instead, what they should do is encourage their or their children to work on things that they are good at, pay for things that they are good at, support them in things that they are good at so that they could be happy. And if they are happy, you happy. If every, if one person's happy in the household, everybody's happy in the household, you know? That's how it works. The, the, yeah. The happiness radiates and it actually it actually brings people closer together. Because if you're putting me through something that I don't like, I'm going to resent you. I'm going to disclose myself. I I, I might, I might like yes. out of respect come for supper, but I may like not even talk on the table. But say you put me through something that I actually want to do, that I actually want to enjoy. I want to go to supper. I want to tell my parents, this is what I've learned today. This is what I'm doing today. Be happy for me. And your parents will be happy for you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So because the they is, know that they're paying and you're getting everything that you want out of it and everyone's happy. So the thing is ultimately mm-hmm. that fine line of communication that needs to occur between the young person and the adult in the situation. There needs to be a space in which the child is not scared to go up to the superior and be like, this is what I want my future to be. Support me or don't support. Well, I mean, don't don't not support your child, but support your child. And the thing is, also, <laughs> I know I'm stealing Sophia's spotlight here, but um, <laughs> with Indian culture, the fear of failure over or exceeds the fears or, or like the happiness of success. In that, Indian kids when being raised are like completely brought up to disregard failure like failure is not an option but the more i failed in life from personal experience the more i've grown and the more successful i've become in like not like like generally in life and i think that needs to be taught at a very young age because the people indian people friends that i know that i'm not like not naming anyone but from my experiences is that we are sheltered like a turtle and when we go to the big world, when people go to university and stuff, it's just everything becomes so much because the minute you fail or the minute something doesn't go your way, you've never experienced this in your life as a young age. And now you're like 20 and you just, the breakdown comes in, the mental health deteriorates so quickly. It's it's something that we need to get discussing. It's something that we need to think and reevaluate and talk about between us as a community that's my thoughts yeah i agree i like that you mentioned the resentment because 
feel like that's a big thing oh, and people so don't true. realize it because you end up resenting your parents right. inevitably if I mean you go into something and you absolutely hate it and you're miserable because after you study it's like okay now I need to find a job and then you get like a a job that you don't really want but because you have a degree in it you do that and then you end up doing it for the rest of your life and then it's like well why what am I doing I think one day you wake up and you realize that you don't want to do it and you end up thinking how much of time have you actually wasted on this thing and then you go back to the root and maybe it was your parents or your grandparents or someone who shouldn't have been telling you what to do in the first place um, and then you end up just like hating them for no reason and they're probably not going to be there anymore to even you know let you mm-hmm. tell them what, what you want to say but that's the thing you have to have these communication um, you know allies with your parents I think and you know especially um, they're supporting you I've just thought what about what do you think Sophia wait 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 sorry Sophia wait 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 just just going back <laughs> oh, yeah, carry on. that failure the 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 fear of failure lots of the time it's related to not about what you think in your household what your household thinks it's what about what's the world going to say like parents aren't worried about their child failing because they're failing they're worried about what other people are going to say because their child is failing and oh, wow. and and so and wow that is straight up toxic that is not the mm-hmm. way to go because you know what at least that person whatever they failed in whatever field whether it was trying to start a business whether it was a marriage whether it was studying they took the risk they were brave enough to step forward and still try so what if they failed that person that's judging them from the outside i can guarantee you never tried because i've never met a person that's failed that said give up and Mm -hmm. if you just think about that audience akila safia think about it have you ever met someone that's failed that has told you to give up i mean you get the rare cases but like someone that's actually been through life has hit a deep end and just sat in the deep end I don't think so. Don't well, think obviously so. There's, there's factors, but personally, it's not that other person that's factoring in your auntie. Oh, my auntie's going to say, oh no, I failed and she's going to tell my cousins and now my cousins are going to laugh at me. So what if your cousins laugh at you? You experience mm-hmm. something they didn't have. How are you? Exactly. Who are you to judge the experience of someone else? Who are you to weigh in on a situation that's not yours? Everyone just yeah. live their life. Be happy. Like, you know, kind of tell people that. Well, I mean, we are. <laughs> Not in the Indian culture. <laughs> but that's the thing. Well, yeah, I we think, need to actually tell know, them. Yeah. Sophia? Speak. I think I really emotionally identified with what you said about that whole being unhappy and then speaking. Because uh, last year was my first year. Can I tell a story? Can I tell the story? Is there time? Sure. Last year was actually my first year of university and I was doing a Bachelor of Science in Computer Science and Informatics. But honestly, it made me so unhappy. I was going into it excited, but then actually working with it, doing the work, I said, I really can't do this. So I spoke to a few people. I spoke to my parents and they were okay with me changing my degree. And I think what happens a lot is that kids are forced into a degree 
um, after matric and they say, no, you should do this because you'll make a lot of money. You should do this because you'll always get jobs. And they just despise it. And it goes back to your point about resenting the people in your life who force you to take those decisions. Like maybe not force because no one can really force you to do anything, but who really sort of made you feel like that's what you had to do. And that was the only way forward and anything else was a big no. So I think what a lot of people need to hear is that if they are unhappy, they need to speak. Because imagine I just sat and I said, okay, I'm doing computer science and informatics. This is my life now. And I'm, I just continue to do it. I would just be absolutely miserable. So if you do have a problem, I know it's going to be tough, especially with people in the Indian community. If you have a problem, say so. Say that you are unhappy. Say that you just have to choose a different path because it's not for you. Well, thank you for sharing, Sophia. And uh, <laughs> whoever is listening can take that to heart. Think about it. If you are struggling with something, even if it's just a talk, talk, talk to the people. They care about you. It's just that the way in which they care about us today may be wrong. And there's some things that shouldn't be the way that it is today. And just because it happened in the past doesn't mean it's right. Just because it's been carried down from generations doesn't mean it's right. And I think we need to start acknowledging that that's important. Akila? Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. Um, so now that I think we've divulged into the academics, I want to speak about family dynamics because okay. I think it's interesting and everybody has different family dynamics and it's good to weigh in from different perspectives. Um, so, um, you know, we know the typical thing with is like there is and there's like no running from it. Sexism in our culture, a lot of it mm. um, in, in different aspects and it comes in all shapes and forms. Um, and I think the biggest thing is the one where women are to stay at home, cook, clean, do everything household. And then men go out and work. And I understand working is a lot and they're going and they're bringing the bread home. But I feel like it just, uh, the, the amount of, um, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I, it seems sometimes that they take the woman for granted um, because she stays at home the whole day. They think it's okay, it's fine, whatever. But it's cooking, it's cleaning, it's seeing to the kids, it's doing all the household errands. It's, it's maintaining an entire home to make it a home instead of just being, you know, like a... Place to sleep. House. Yeah, place to sleep. And it goes, sometimes it goes unnoticed. And I don't think it's fair. I mean, I will say that I personally, I've seen like a bit of a change um, in like the dynamics um, where, okay, men are starting to help out. I mean, this past Eid, I was, I was, wow. Maybe lockdown did do everyone well, but, but the men were standing up and they made some desserts and they brought out all the things. And it was, it was very nice to see and it needs to be seen more. It's just the roles needs to be equal. You know, I feel like household chores and cooking and cleaning is all, um, it's basic life skills. It's not a gender role. It's not a specific person's role. It needs to be equally dispersed. What do you think about that, Sophia? Totally, totally. Like 
I get so upset. I get angry when I just see, like you go to family uh, functions and the men sit the entire time and the women are running around, setting the tables, preparing the food, doing all of that. And every time we go to these family functions, like I want to make a comment and my mother gives me a look because everyone's going to say, no, she's such a feminist. It's not feminism. It's just unfair, in my opinion. Like, why is it such that men should sit around? And I don't want to sound like I'm attacking men in any way, but I think that we should all share. We should all be fair in Mm -hmm. family, in your family, you know? And I think it's very unfair. One gender gets to sit down and eat while the others Mm -hmm. dish and, you know, serve. Men, yeah, men, men, call them in there, call them in there. They must come and eat. And I'm like, but I also want to eat. No, yeah. We'll eat just now. Oh. And that's the thing. That's oh, the okay. thing. It, it's it's very, um, you can see it very much among like the older um, generation, like our grandmothers and our, you know, our grand aunties and things uh, who will like stand for hours in the kitchen uh, preparing men sitting and then still serving men sitting and then still cleaning up men sitting and then serving tea men sitting and it's like the same thing over and over and something needs to be done um, someone needs to speak so even if that's you Sophia and you get daggers because like I yeah, said earlier there's no too way liberal. Yeah, and there's no way you can escape it there's no way you can escape the eyes and the judgment and all of that you have to do it so everybody knows well, we might as well take a look internally and we might as well see, um, okay, men, guys, everyone, gather around. Uh, we need to actually do something here. We need to uh, maybe maybe help out a bit so we can all sit together <clears throat> like the family that we are and we can, you know, have a good time together. I don't know. I feel like that needs to be a discussion held amongst men. Uh, that's yeah. what I'm saying. But you know like, what's, I, what's a little bit worrying for me? Well, not worrying, but it's something that I think about is that Perhaps you may have reached that point in your own family where you've started to get your uncles to make their own tea and get their own food. But then when you get married, you're going into a completely new family. The dynamics are completely different and it may even be the old dynamics again. Now, in that situation, you're not necessarily in the place, in the right place. Well, well, you are in the right place, but you're not in a position to start telling the men what to do. So it's sort of difficult when you have to like shift dynamics or you try to change the dynamics, but it ends up like not even walking out. So I guess it depends. Like, as you said, it's a discussion that needs to be had with the men. So let's ask the man in the room. Um, so from my perspective and from my experience, I fortunately... Well, not fortunately, it needs to be a standard. But amongst our community, I can say fortunately, I've been brought up uh, in a household where we work. Um, We don't do as much as the woman. um, But I'd like to say that I I can cook to a certain extent if I had to be stranded alone somewhere without uh, my mother, I'd be able to survive, you know? May it may get a bit tedious that I can only cook a certain amount of things, but I can cook. Um, I also we've been brought up in a household where it, there's no girls; it's just me and my brother. So we have to help in the kitchen. It's just how it is, you know. 
and it doesn't it shouldn't be refined to a girl it 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 needs to go to everyone in the household to help the mother our mother is going through so much in the household to make sure that everybody can eat sit comfortably live comfortably in the home what are we doing for that person that's doing everything in our house how are we trying to make their life easy have we ever sit or sat and considered that have we ever thought hmm mom does everything for this for me if you have a sister my sister helps do the dishes and stuff while i'm doing that but like have i ever thought about how mom and sister feel while doing the dishes have i ever appreciated that have i ever considered trying to offer help and have i ever if offered help witnessed their their reaction because i'm pretty sure if we have to go and help mom or help our sisters out in the kitchen or in the household for sure they're going to be so happy and yeah i think that's my perspective um also a lot of people or like uncles and cousins in my family intermediate family fortunately we all try to help um maybe when i was younger it was a bit different but as we're getting older we as younger individuals realize the need to stand up and help other people and clean up after ourselves because we are being brought up in that situation so i guess one good thing is being brought up to take responsibility um okay we're going to take a break and then we'll see you guys after the break guys welcome back um it seems that we have covered quite a lot in the previous um session um and it was it was good to to let all of these things out on the table and to show hey you know what similar experiences amongst all of us um and we touched on a lot of a lot of topics regarding toxic indian culture um i mean there is a lot good stuff in our culture and there's a lot of like learning unlearning um that needs to happen and you know i feel like in certain areas in certain families and um households there is um a progression happening you know we see like some improvement um but that needs to go like fine wide it needs to happen everywhere all over so that growing up we find people who also learn to change the culture there's nothing wrong with changing the culture there's nothing wrong with um having new traditions you know and then allowing that to be installed in our own families um so yeah what do you think about that i actually have a point that i think needs to be discussed and heard um a lot of people have become blinded between culture and religion in the indian community oh yes a lot of reasoning goes back to religion for cultural practices when it doesn't even touch anything related so to religion that's a, that's a discussion on its own where people try to justify cultural practice wrong things that are toxic and wrong in culture with religion get so, your facts um, right yeah it, this is just something for our audience to think about um if somebody ever has to bring up that it's it's like part of your religion or if they start shaming you or shunning you due to your religion don't take it to heart find out if what they're actually saying yeah. um is authenticated 
before mm. you try and put a label onto it and say that this is like this is the way this is how it's done because i can assure you a lot it's of it's a time, on the phone even <laughs> so yo i don't attack mulanas let's not <laughs> yeah you know we're not making this uh and like yeah. our podcast we say we refrain from making like religious um comments and things like that just because Course, any beliefs, and we don't want to say things that people don't oh, agree yeah, with, yeah. Or whatever. So this, different. Yeah, so like it's different beliefs. Also, like our religion also has like many different beliefs. Like you know, and we all follow. Maybe we follow the same, but someone else won't, and then we don't want to offend anyone. Uh, but culturally yeah. speaking, culturally speaking, I think we can all uh, vouch in and say like, okay, yeah, we've experienced these things. And we can all like have our opinions about it because growing up, our generation notices problems and issues. So it's fine for us to speak about it because it's like personal experience and it's, um, it's opinions, um, even though they are right. Um, but it's like opinions that we have and we can speak about because, you know, I don't think we're going to get canceled for it. Also, cancel culture, that's another topic, but I don't agree with that. Nevertheless, okay. <laughs> Nevertheless, talking about how we are more aware to situations and why maybe is it is it a cultural change? Is it, is it like a shift has not happened ages ago, decades ago, maybe a century ago is due to the fact of social media. Yeah, there's a bunch of negative sides to social media, negative more than positive. Well, that's my opinion uh, and despise social media, but I'd like to say one of the good things is that social media has made us more aware of mental health, of how things right and wrong. It's I know there's a lot of wrong and right, but at the same time, we've also become more conscious of how we need to feel around us and what is right and morality and stuff um, due to the exposure of other people being able to connect with people across the world, being able to connect to people instantly without waiting seven months for a letter to arrive or through like carriage and wagon and ship and stuff. I think that <laughs> we, we owe it to social media to, well, thank social media in that aspect of allowing people. I mean, that's what we're doing. We are sharing our opinions, our voices, getting the conversation started through a media platform so let's yeah i mean like you said good and bad does come from social media Mm. maybe more bad than good or depending on what you interact with will you know determine that um but yeah it gives us um a platform um to to have these conversations i mean without social media we wouldn't have had sophia give us this topic and come on here and Mm. you know share um, her insight on it so with that granted it has given us uh, an extremely big advantage on accessing people uh, but also maybe accessing people a disadvantage who knows um, but we also see like I mean you know I love Twitter it's it's my favorite app and <laughs> to see on there um, like when you see people your age um, discussing um discussing topics that also um, 
come to light when they think of like toxic Indian culture or whatever. I know there's like a, a big group of them who can all agree that, yeah, Indian culture is toxic and there's a lot that we need to work on and so and so and so. And I think we've addressed a bit. There's obviously more stuff, but we don't have time for it. But it's good to have a discussion about it and say, hey, we are aware of what we're doing and what's going on. And yeah, maybe, see, the thing is, I just want men to find this podcast, like my personal thing from here. <laughs> I want them to find it and to say, hey, you know what? I need to start learning life skills. I need to start learning cooking, cleaning, how to switch on the washing machine, how to, I don't know. Iron your clothes. Cook. Iron your clothes, like normal, normal stuff. Because um, I, I feel like ugh, the babying thing, I don't think that's going to continue like seeing as nobody wants to like nobody wants to do that anymore i guess i i don't know the the older generation sees it as like a form of respect but i feel like respect needs to go both ways you need to respect your your wife just as much as you expect your wife to respect you um in terms of doing things and um chores and whatnot um so yeah i really hope the men find this podcast men please do better and tell your friends to do better. Okay, this is this is my yeah. opinion on Read the his, message fine wide on on history. <laughs> yeah. um, please don't attack me and cancel me for this. But the it's not not cultural. I mean, it's kind of our cultural like traditions fault about the sexism in the Indian community. However, let's not forget that. Um, before there was a patriarchal system in in South Africa before 1994, we lived in a patriarchal system where women weren't given such positions. And I'm not saying that's right. That's completely wrong. Mm -hmm. The difference between us and other cultures is that immediately after 1994, other cultures were able to quickly adapt and realize that their women were oppressed for so long, it was wrong and they knew it was wrong and they made changes. And they the women started working in the workforce, getting treated better. Whereas before coming to apartheid South Africa in our communities and stuff, it was more of a tradition thing because in India, they were colonized from, what, 1800s, right? And it was more of like women were never allowed to work. They were never had that way. So our grandparents kind of, it's not like, our grandmas did not want to work. It was more of where they couldn't work. But now that's mm. been carried down. And because, for example, our grandmas did this for our grandparents, then they, there's an expectation created that, no, you need to do this for your husband when you get married. And I know we're not going to get into the marriage discussion and we have to wrap up, but I feel a lot of divorces are uh, due to our culture and being raised and this babiness because what happens when a wife wants to work and a husband also needs to work because in this day and age unfortunately uh, that's due to capitalism and uh, politics and stuff but it's very hard for one person uh, to try and be a breadwinner in the house now what happens when you were brought up your whole life thinking oh, when I get married, my wife needs to do this, my wife needs to do that because my mother does this for my dad. And that doesn't happen. Yeah. It leads to divorce, mm -hmm. unfortunately. And we need to understand 
that every household is different, every dynamic is different, everyone's different, everyone is brought up a different way. We need to accept. And when you get into situations like this, you have to make sure you come to consensus. You have to make sure to come to expectations and relates. And you know what? In every podcast, I say this, every podcast, communication is key. Mm-hmm. But so is listening, you know? No, so, so it's one thing to listen and comprehension. It's yeah, it's one thing to Here listen, and it's another thing to understand. And like Sophia said, comprehend. Mm-hmm. So my thing is listening mm-hmm. and understanding forms communication. So, okay, yeah, that's true. I agree. Yeah, I I agree. There's not a single thing. You always say, um, okay, I'm going to come from a different perspective. I'm going to do this. And then I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to say something and I'm going to have to disagree. And then this is finally when we're going to have a fight. But then it's like, actually, you're saying meaningful things. And I do agree. Yes. Um, Like, it's not even an opposition. (laughs) Earlier, that point wasn't even an opposition. Yeah. I mean, it was was like, yeah, it was like, it was just like something new, an additional point. So maybe next time say something like awfully problematic and then we'll you'll be like you know what you on this one you were right this, uh, this is you, a little bit on, are, are on the wacky sure? side can i say something problematic do i have creative freedom there freedom of speech can i go for it go skinny go. jeans is life oh my god i hate skinny <laughs> jeans dude yeah, so why would you even wear that no one wants to see your bones no one wants to see your bones and also like i didn't okay. say i agree i just gave a statement just to oppose yeah. the so you agree statement. with your state you agree no. with your statement then see skinny I'm jeans wearing, is life I'm, I'm not wearing anything skinny it's a baggy pants see i i believe everybody can uh, to each their own wear skinny jeans if you want don't let the haters tell you what to do and me personally i'm a big hater of skinny jeans um <laughs> but it's we also yeah you know i spent f- like what 45 minutes 40 talking minutes. about it uh, yeah. 40 minutes talking about it the other time and I mean, I, I stand by what I say, but it's like a very personal, personal thing. It's a personal thing. Yeah. So don't listen to me, but also listen to me. Come on. You know, I think the whole, thing, the whole thing with clothing and uh, maybe another day, another topic uh, is the mm-hmm. effect of social media on our mental health. Oh my God, I hate you. <laughs> image. Why? <laughs> yeah, no. No, it's very it true. It's very true. No, I just knew you can like hate on social media because I spend like ten hours on my phone. Oh, but let me tell you, um, I last week I took a phone detox. Okay. Right. Um, I was I was replying everything I put uh, off like not a phone detox. I may not say that a social media detox. Okay. So I was reading. I had like a reading slump since like two years ago and I just couldn't finish any book that I started. And then now I'm reading a book and I'm like, I'm actually reading it. I'm like 15 chapters in and I've never gotten that far in like two years. I'm reading Song of Achilles, if anyone wants to know. Anyway, yeah. And finally, I'm out of my reading slump and it's because I literally made it a point to not go on social media for that week. So I had to find something else to do and then I was like, I should start reading again. And then I did, and it's so great, and I love it. So, yeah, I did take a social media detox, and I can live without it. I just really love it. Some stuff's so funny. Um, but I have cut down like, on my hours and things like that. Um, and it was good. It was good. I was replying like to people like once 
once every two days maybe and i was replying to you because like you don't ever speak to me so when you do i, I actually have to reply um so yeah so it, it was good it was it was very good i didn't take it for the full week because my friend had just too much to tell me so then i was like okay pause detox so then maybe next week i'll do it again but it was so fun it was nice it felt like revitalizing i woke up like early in the morning to check my phone i was like this is good for me this is very good for me so yeah okay back to really thank you akila for your insights everyone <laughs> we recommend take a social media detox but yeah uh let's not forget our guest in the room akila um you sophia is there anything you'd like to end off with i'm still here Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello. I think I yeah, I think it's making me think this whole discussion makes me think of just a life motto. Rome wasn't built in a day. If we want to if we want things to change, it needs to start small. It needs to start with us. Start in your own household, speak to people, talk as Maoya said communication is key. You can't expect things to change if you're not bringing these up with your family and saying, you know what, this isn't right. start small and if everyone just plays a role an active role in making change it will happen eventually agreed. step by step definitely agreed um i think that's a wrap maya seems to need to leave now mm-hmm. so that's wrap up this episode um thank you so much Sophia for agreeing to be on our podcast thank you so much for uh, giving us your insights and uh, your input we really do appreciate it and we hope it reaches where it needs to reach um so thank you so much it's been a pleasure thank you for having me you are welcome and uh, <laughs> uh if anyone wants to be a a guest and has like a topic that it feels like the world needs to know about Um you can message Muawiya or me or just comment on our uh podcast in the comments on Apple Podcasts. I don't know where else to comment. Um but Muawiya uh, will link Twitter. our social medias at the bottom. Um, oh yes, I would Twitter at the glass job pod C, I think podcast just search it I guess it will come up. Um so thank you so much for listening and until next time whenever that is. Yeah guys, I just need to apologize for the lack of consistency in my life. Uh <laughs> comes at a cost. I mean, I should be asking you, should I look for a new a co-host? You know, since you're so busy all the time, but you know, I I won't do that. Maybe someday I'll I'll go solo when I Oh. when I when I have enough to speak about. I have evidence that you <laughs> said that you'd never go solo. That was last night. <laughs> <laughs>